and my dad would freak out and jump out of his yeah. skin, just yeah. like, no, yeah. Yeah. I'm freaking out, and I'm not even there. <laughs> like, put that down. Hi, I'm Steve, and this is Then You Ruined It, a podcast where me and Jason try to get through just 20 minutes of human interaction without, well, ruining it. Buckle up, folks. It's going to get bumpy. So uh, I was talking with my manager the other day, and we were just sitting around talking, and he's like, Steve, you coach baseball, right? And I'm like, "Uh, I mean, kind of. I assistant coached a couple years ago when my son was still at the level that I could offer things, and now he and all his teammates are way better than I ever got, but yes. For the sake of this story and the fact that I know that your child is like five, yes, I coach baseball and can help you with your problem. Lay it on me, sir. He's like, I want to uh, ask you a question about how you would handle a situation. And so, of course, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a, you make the call. Because <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Is when you go to a baseball game and they get to that one port where everybody's left their seats and they're in the bathroom. <laughs> they're like, oh, dad, dad, we get to make the call. He's like, uh. <laughs> so, Jason, I want you to play along. You make the call. Absolutely. All right. So he sits me down. He's like, all right. So we're at practice the other day. And my son comes up to me and he's like, Jesse has bullets. And I go up to Jesse and like, Jesse, do you have bullets? And sure enough, Jesse has bullets. What do I do? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, okay, this make the call. It requires lots of research, unfortunately, <laughs> which I know is against the rules of you make the call. You just make a split decision. But what is that like rickets <laughs> or shingles? Is this a disease? Or are we talking like actual bullets? Or actual as I was thinking, bullets. okay, physical bullets. Okay, so the, the third one was going to be, is he like throwing the ball really hard? And it's like, oh man, he throws it like a bullet. Tell him to stop throwing so hard. Because I definitely would tell kids on my team to tell stop doing that. It's like, ow, my hand hurts when I catch the ball like that. Stop throwing so hard. You five-year-olds throw too hard. Why do I coach sports? I'm saying when I was playing, I didn't care. I've never coached. Thank you very much. But yes, also, stop throwing so hard, little kids. So why? <laughs> this is not a you make the call. <laughs> this is you make the call to call the police. Actually, not the police. They're going to screw it up. Call, I don't know, call somebody. But yeah, that's... <laughs> so like, on his person, like while they're playing ba- baseball, he just had bullets like to show off people? Yeah, he had a bunch of bullets in his pocket that he took to baseball practice to be cool. Which reminds me of when we were kids, when kids would take bullets to school to be cool. So, oh, yeah. You know. I mean, I, I I don't think I ever took a loaded anything. I took like a shotgun shell that, you know, like my dad had shot like the weekend before because mm-hmm. I thought it was the yeah. coolest thing to like just have an empty casing. I was like, oh, man, I, I, I kept so many of those because I thought they were cool. And then eventually it was just junking up my room. I'm just like, this just looks like I'm a maniac. <laughs> 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 these are one for every person I've murdered. It's like, okay, I have to get rid of these. I have to buy more action figures. <laughs> if you look behind me, that's why I turned to ah, Lego. Lego doesn't look like I'm a maniac killer, right? I've been meaning to talk to you about this, Jason. You probably shouldn't have built that severed head out of Lego. Ah, that was my my undoing. So, yeah, I I, I get why that's cool, quote-unquote. But, I mean... It's not dangerous necessarily without, you know, the gun to, like, fire them off. So, 
you just have a bunch of bullets, I guess. Okay, go hide those and we'll talk about it after practice, I guess would be my call. Let's get those to a safe place, just because they could be dangerous. They're not, but they could be. Let's put them somewhere safe, and we'll we'll talk about this later on. Let's have practice. Yeah, I, my, my, my call was uh, confiscate and call. Like, just, I would, I would take them and talk to the parents and just see what's going on. Because, yeah, it's not, they're not dangerous, but it means the kid has unfettered access to bullets, which could be really dangerous. Yes. It, yes. it just suggests there's a lack of care somewhere along the way. So Yes. And speaking of somebody who definitely had brother and father, especially that had at least one gun case. Heck, there's one I think still in our uh, my childhood home that is like standing up in the what used to be the living room. Now it's basically my dad's room. Uh, but it used to be the living room where we all sit down and we'd all watch TV together and then... Yeah, that just kind of stopped being a thing, especially once my brother, you know, got older and couldn't be bothered to do anything with his family ever again. And then I kind of went the same way, but it was all because I wanted to be up in my room playing by myself and not like that. (laughs) (laughs) That came later. That's college. High school was actually playing with action figures. college. There's so much we can ask about that, but we won't. Keep going. I've, you don't need to ask. I've already probably said most of it. I mean, <laughs> discovered myself at an older age, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's how this works. Neat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it went off. Bullets. <laughs> Just waiting until I have to have to answer that question for my son. Anyways, a an entire gun case that has like shotguns standing up in it, probably like four or five of them. And I'm almost certain they have a key, but it never was an interest to me in any way. And I, I didn't have friends over that would care either. Like I, I do remember hearing incidents. And I think there may have been, been even been one in my, my school system that uh, somebody did die from like a self-inflicted gunshot wound on accident. But yeah, that was never, I, I think, you know, my, my, Dad probably understood that he doesn't care. He's not going to go in there. He doesn't have friends that care because they're nerds. <laughs> My daughter doesn't care because she's too young to at this point. So, but I I think it's probably locked up. So I don't think it's a concern. And I, I, I think the bullets, they might be kept with it. They're, I don't even know if there are any right now, but I think they were also like kept in our basement, which is weird. Like, I, 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 you're not keeping them for self-defense. They kept them because they love going hunting. So that was what they were right. for. It was not a self-defense thing. To my knowledge, there was not like a handgun in the dresser drawer or anything. I never looked. So <laughs> I don't think so, though. But like, the, yeah, like the shotgun shells and everything were down in the basement, which that's, I guess, just where you, if you have that much ammo, I guess it's where you got to keep it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, just having, just randomly having bullets. That's definitely, like you said, that, that is a question for the parents of, do you know he has these? I'm sure the answer is no. And if no, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, I I can't stop you. This is not a problem that a baseball coach is going to solve. Like, this is... No, but it's also the kind of problem that a baseball coach is going to have. Like, it's just like, right, for sure. you know, if you help out with kids at church or school or anything, eventually somebody's going to come to you with, like, a problem. It's like, oh, boy, I don't get paid enough for this because I don't get paid at all. Okay. <laughs> um, exactly. Let me direct you to the right adult, because I am not the one. Yeah, uh, I came from, it sounds very similar, like a very, very gun-safe home. My dad's a hunter, my brother's a hunter. So I've grown up around guns my entire life. 
and I've never once just had unfettered access to a gun. We were so gun conscious. Like I wasn't allowed to have play guns or no, I was allowed to have play guns, but I wasn't allowed to point them at people because you treat every gun as a real gun that is loaded. And that was just something that was ground into my brain from the beginning. I could shoot imaginary bad guys. I could shoot imaginary animals, but I was never allowed to point my little fake gun at a person. And I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to ingrain in a child. Everything gun-shaped is real, and uh, human life is valuable. So, yeah, like, oh, like my dad, uh, when he moved into his new house, he tried to show me where the guns were hidden because he's like, if we, if we die, I don't want you to sell this house with these guns still here. <laughs> <laughs> so he tried to show me where they were, and they lost signal on the internet because it was so deep in the recesses of their home. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, d- thank you, dad. Like, I'm glad you're taking this very seriously and you're very safety conscious. And that was like the first thing he showed me when I saw the house for real. He's like, okay, come, I'm showing you where the guns are. So you, they're locked up in here. And I'm like, okay, if you die, <laughs> I'll make sure this doesn't go to someone that shouldn't have guns. I guess is what he was worried about. I don't know. But I appreciate, I, I honestly appreciate how, how serious he took it. So. Uh, yeah. I, I was never in a situation where any of that could happen. My my brother-in-law, I, definitely also very gun safe, but maybe slightly more casual because he went hunting once and he gets home and locked his gun away, I assume, but just took out the bullet and just put it on the, the end table for a second while he went to go do something. And then his then two-year-old son came and ate it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's not what I expected. <laughs> a twist. M. Night Shyamalan, get in here. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So that did they have to like wait for him to pass it, or it's 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 shaped like a prophylactic, so it's probably gonna go through. So that's the thing. Like they 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 immediately call the doctor and like uh, our son ate a twenty two shell. What do we do? And they're like, uh, is he in pain? Like, does it hurt him? Like, he seems fine. Well, uh, you just kind of have to go through his poop for a while till it comes out. They never found it. Oh, gosh. I don't know if they're still 11 years later going through this dude's poop because he hasn't passed a bullet yet. But Oh, uh, now what now? I, this sounds very weird. And I bear with me. I'm going to tell you one piece. What, one thing you do not let him do this. Make sure he does not sit down very hard. <laughs> gingerly let's let's teach him very nicely very carefully sit down i know it doesn't sound like it will happen but i've seen it a thousand times (laughs) i'm calling you on this jason you've a thousand times seen a kid who swallowed a bullet sit down too hard and shoot the bullet out his butt is that what you're claiming to me jason no shenanigans I was I was at, I was role playing the doctor. The only place I've seen this happen is a Looney Tunes cartoon. Shoots out the side, the end of Sylvester the Cat's tail in this case, which he then puts out like a cigarette in a cigarette tray. So I see. I would teach him. Now you never point your butt at someone because it might be loaded. I'm pretty sure. I, actually, does he swallow the whole gun? There's some point where he does that and he turns it into a gun, and he like is like using his tail to like shoot at Tweety as he runs away. And it's like, <laughs> ha ha! Sylvester won this one, ha ha! So back to reality. Um, <laughs> I just realized I was like so far away. It's literally a cartoon. <laughs> like, 
what we usually get to extrapolate to is cartoony, but I'm literally talking about a cartoon. So, uh, I do remember Hunter Safety. I remember having to go out to like a lake and take the test in this building nearby and then do the, the, the shooting part of it. And, uh, I do for whatever reason, vividly like remember that test maybe because i didn't really want to do it but i also wanted to go hunting like once and then they were like well i mean to do that you have to have a license to do that you have to be licensed so you have to take this test and all this other stuff so I was like, okay of course i did it and like every other boy that i was you know friends with at the time was there because it's just like oh that's what you do some sometime in your life your dad's going to take you hunting <laughs> and you're gonna need a license and yeah after that i was I admit uh, there was a couple of times, you know, where I'd accidentally be pointing it the wrong way, even though it's unloaded and my dad would freak out and jump out of his yep, skin. Just yep, like, no, yep, yep. I'm freaking out and I'm not even there. <laughs> like, <"Ugh>, <laughs> <laughs> it happens, you know, and, and, and you, you just tell them you impress upon them. Never, ever, ever. Do you do that? You point it at the ground, you unload, you uncock it or whatever. I forget what it's called, but you know, take the shells it. out and then basically it looks like it's broken in half. Yep. Leave it like that so it can't possibly fire or shouldn't fire. And yeah, that you take every possible precaution. And yeah, I think I, with our current world and the current United States, I think that'd be a perfect thing for every child to have to do at some point in middle school, high school. Like you Absolutely. have to take a hunter safety, a gun safety course. Yeah, just, just call it gun safety. And yes, every single man, woman, and child should learn to respect guns. And going to a gun safety course is the best way to do that. Teach you how to do it properly. Teach you how to do it safely. And it's not going to solve a lot of the problems, but there are enough just gun accidents that that would hopefully make a dent in. And I think that would... and. Yeah, just it would, it would um, get rid of a lot of gun anxiety as well, too. Yeah, just like I think anybody that uh, everybody should have to work one year of retail. <laughs> this should be made at the other like, end of the spectrum, but but it, but it would it also it would alleviate some societal problems. Like you'd you'd understand, and not everybody that understands is going to you know take that and be like, oh, I'm totally going to sympathize with that person and not do this. But some would, and it would help. Because, I mean, I'm, once you've done that, I'm sorry, you should. If you have, you know, sympathetic bones in your body, you are not going to treat those people the same way. And you're going to have the most patience, in my case, for anything in retail. If you ask a question, it's like, okay, well, I got to go check. Like, oh, you take your time. I have. And, you know, sometimes they'll think I'm being a smart ass. <laughs> They're just like, okay, sir. I was like, no, no, no. I mean, literally, take your time. I am not in a hurry. <laughs> like, <laughs> to clarify. I'm not being smart. I want you to take your time. I worked here in this exact building eight years ago. <laughs> I hated it. I'm sure you hate it. Please do what you need to do. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's it wouldn't have helped in this case, you know, like what to do with the bullets, but I think you made the right call. And I mean, <laughs> Vin Scully or who, who was the guy that hosted that show for so long? You made the right call. I don't remember who that was, but I, I, I would say in this case, All right. you should you should get that announcement because I think that was correct. You, you dealt with the bullets. Nobody ate them that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Just pass one out to each, each team member. This is going to be our secret weapon. Literally. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. All right. Some Dude, that's not how bullets work. Blood brothers. We're going to be bullet brothers <laughs> on three. One, two, three. Ah. I can't believe you ate the bullets. You guys are so dumb. <laughs>
I'm Johnny Knoxville. This is Jackass, and we're eating bullets. <laughs> Guys, have you heard of pen pals? I want us to be penny pals. Here, eat these pennies. Wait, wait. That came off the tongue a little too quickly. Were there penny pals at your school? Was there like a, no. a secret club of swallowing stuff? No, when you said swallow bullets, that, that was the first thing that came to mind. What's a terrible thing to swallow? Pennies. Oh, penny pals. It's right there. So I, I, I cued that one up in my brain. That was like three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I just rolled off. I was like, just, I was waiting for the opening. That's, that's what you do as a, as a podcast co-host slash guest. You just wait and it's like, okay, my moment, my moment. Boom. I nailed it. And I'm out later. <laughs> well, I'm going to edit this part back in when we were talking about Hunter's safety, but um, I actually offered my wife, like, hey, uh, there's a gun range right there. Have you ever fired a gun? We should go there and, and shoot guns. And she's like, I've shot guns. And I'm like, really? When have you shot guns? Yeah. When I did my military training, I shot an AK-47 a bunch. And I'm like, oh, that's right. You're from China where the world is different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought that was going to be a shocking, wait, what? You were in the, you trained for the military? But it was know, like a, so a J-Rod sort of thing, but makes sense I, I i i i love that she just one-ups you i'm just like we're gonna go shoot guns i have a super a simple one that you could shoot as a woman She's like dude i shoot an ak i know ladies are scared of guns but i could make you not scared of guns because i'm a man <laughs> yeah watch this when it kicks whoa oh man that really kicks and she's over there <laughs> see how yeah. i was within two feet of the target that means i'm pretty good <gasps> boom 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 double tapping yeah. right in the head <laughs> All right, let's go get a beer. Pounds it. And you're just like, oh, man. I feel so emasculated and turned on. <laughs> I'll say every guy goes for that, but I'm sorry. If you see a woman shoot an AK like that and then pound a beer, <laughs> shouldn't have a little a little tingle in the dingle. <laughs> well, I know. And that she's proves good that with my that wife gun. is I definitely. She's good with my gun. <laughs> my wife is definitely. You know, more masculine than I am because the fact that I said that. <laughs> feeling amorous tonight? I'm feeling a little tingle in my dingle. Wait, where are you going? No, come back. Um... My dingle! You're neglecting my dingle! <laughs> I put it in the vows! Thank you for sticking with us for another episode of Then You Ruined It. You can find more of our nonsense on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.